Doctor said you got PCOS. Now go on, girl, just lose some weight. Till I took the symptoms into my own hands and reversed them naturally. So I became a dietitian and helped my sisters feel the best they've ever felt. Take a step in my direction if you wanna put them on and take control of yourself. Join a sister and a Hi, we're back. In the last episode of A Sister and Her Mister, we talked about how we finally closed on the house. And of course, we are not ready to move in because there's a lot of stuff to be renovated. So we kind of just wanted to like talk to you about some of the renovations we're going to do. Sirak, do you care to chime in? So <sighs> annoying. <laughs> that for sure triggered like half the audience right now. I'm sorry. <laughs> But this house conversation is hilarious because Tallinn gave me a workout the other day. A workout? It's not, it's not like what it sounds. Not like what it sounds. I think I talked about this two episodes ago, or maybe it was last one, where I have a whoop. Whoop, it's whoop. Like a, it's, like a fit, it's like a Fitbit, but it's like one of those newer devices, like those aura rings or whatever. It's a bracelet. Anyway, the other day, it was two nights ago, <laughs> and... Like, last week, me, Tallinn, and her sister, Arlene, we talked about, like, because Arlene is a interior design architect. Like, she went to USC, and, like, she's a really, really good designer for interior design. And anyway, we were, like, basically designing the house, like, what we, what we would want it to look like, you know? Different trims, different materials. And then two nights ago, like, I kind of, like, thought about this for a couple days. And then two nights ago, like, I brought up to Tallinn. I was like, you know, we should go easy. Take it one step at a time. One step at a time. Let's not renovate everything at once, which is what we had agreed on at first. Yeah. But then Tallinn went off. No, I didn't. No, she didn't go off. The way you said it. Anyways. The way I said it insinuated that I was like saying. That I was going to be like, we're going to do it all. And he insinuated. But then, you know, it wasn't like an argument. It was just like, we're just talking, you know? Yeah. But then it got like, you know, we were just talking and this and that. And Tallinn got like. You thought that I was saying that you you're trying to spend a lot, and I'm I wasn't trying to say that. I was just trying to say that like no, we should take it once at a time. We shouldn't do all the renovations at once, which would be insane because there's a lot to renovate, you guys, everything. But then, like an hour later, my whoop told me you had a great workout last hour, <laughs> <laughs> and I opened up the app, and it literally shows my heart rate went up so the whole good. time. And I burned 350 calories somehow. That is your problem because you literally fabricated in your head that we weren't on the same page about this whole thing. We had the same agenda this whole time. Suddenly you were like, oh, my God, there's so much to renovate. And this girl wants to do it all at once. And you you literally raised your own cortisol. None of the things that you were saying were like actually real and you did it to yourself. And I think this is a lesson for all of us sisters. This is why men die seven years earlier than women. This is why. Let me tie this into PCOS. So you know how cortisol has so much to do with belly fat, with our hormonal regulation in general, adrenal fatigue, feeling tired all the time you know, because we're like pumping out so much cortisol if we're doing intense workouts, restricting calories. And it just goes to show how your thoughts can also trigger cortisol. Like if Mm -hmm. you're not mentally taking care of yourself, meditating, you know, not fixating on negative things as best as you can, 
I mean, just think of it. Sometimes don't you ever get like caught in thought something really negative, like while you're in the shower and you like play out this whole scenario that's like super negative that never happened. And you like work yourself up into a frenzy about something that never actually was. Think of what's happening to your cortisol. I mean, that's what is happening to Sirak's heart rate, essentially, which is correlated with your cortisol, too. Okay, are you done? Yeah, this you is, did it to yourself. I have nothing to do with this. This is, this is ludicrous. Yeah. How dare you give me yeah. that look? Yeah. You guys can't see this look that she's giving me right now with her eyes. I'm not giving you any look. The look of the truth is the look you're looking at. The whoop is the truth. Yeah. The whoop tell yeah. the truth. The whoop tells you that Whoop, you have it is. fabricated scenario and worked yourself up so whoop-de-doo to you anyway <laughs> the cool thing about the whoop to the it has like a stress monitor so it literally tells like your stress levels for every minute of the day so like if you feel like you're stressed it's pretty accurate i'm not gonna lie i'm looking at it right now yeah it's low <laughs> it's low so now we can get a good laugh about it because your self-awareness is like there you know what yeah. i mean anyway but yeah we'll keep you all updated as we go along with the house like right now we just planned it out nothing has been done at all and we're gonna like meet with a contractor next week show them our designs and then go from there you know do it one phase at a time exactly right tell me you don't need to tell me why don't you tell yourself how about that sirak why don't you look yourself in I the just mirror? Pro- okay, let's let's move on. Let's let's go into the podcast episode Seriously. today. Seriously, but I just want you to know what I what peacefully do you want and calmly know? brought up the subject no, in a way that was in such a way that was loving. It was, it was oh, made me vulnerable. Shut up! And then you came <laughs> with up. your swinging hands, no going like, no, like this and shiznit. You were going off. Absolutely. No, I'm just not. joking. I'm joking. She was not. A hundred percent the opposite of I'm what totally I'm joking. Saying. I want everyone to know, like, I'm just messing around. Talia's not like that at all. She's actually a really calm person. Calm, collected. I'm the crazy one. This one is fabricating scenarios in his head. I just, I just like to make up the scenario that I wish it would be like so I could be in the right. <laughs> and then you, like, have the reaction for yeah, that scenario exactly. that never happened. Whatever. I'm, that's, I'm spreading false narrative. Thank you for admitting to your faults. So today's episode, sisters. What are we even talking? We're about? gonna be talking about simple weight loss tips for PCOS. Oh, we, we all this know is gonna that, be good. Yeah, like we all know that managing PCOS. I mean, I don't know this. Of course, I don't have PCOS, but from experience of listening to others, we know that managing PCOS can feel very complicated. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of factors, but today we're gonna give you some simple tips that you can get started with today. You can incorporate to your daily routine. Yes. That's gonna make it a lot easier to manage. And lose weight with PCOS. Before we get into the 10 simple tips, we're actually going to give five mindset changes for PCOS weight loss. So we're going to do a little mindset exercise, which can be good for all of us, whether or not we have PCOS and we're listening to this podcast. Are you okay? Tanya's directing that at me. You and this heard is the shade. <laughs> all right. Let's get, let's get started with our Monday motivation. All right. So these are our wins of the week from sisters who are managing their PCOS, losing weight, and basically showing PCOS. Who's the boss? That's right. Madeline Beltran. She says, after managing my PCOS for two years, we're finally pregnant with a healthy baby. I'm 13 weeks and two days today. Thank you so much, Talin and Sirak, for teaching me how to take care of my hormones in the sisterhood. Woo! Congrats, Madeline. Woo! So happy for you. So exciting. Look at you. Already pregnant. Yeah. We hope you have a really great pregnancy journey and... 
You know, if you need any ideas for baby names, you already have As two. As usual, name your baby, Sirak or Tallinn. Yes, but no, <laughs> just kidding. Our next win is from Bethany in the Sisterhood. She says, hi, ladies. I wanted to share some exciting news, keeping me accountable, she says, and hope to motivate others. After star- starting the four-week program, working out four days a week and changing my diet, staying with 120 to 150 grams of carbs, but doing a little less. I've lost three pounds and even an inch off my waist. Amazing. I know it's not a lot of progress, she says, but there's small steps that I feel good about during this short time. That is a great progress. Awesome. Are you Many, kidding me? Yeah, people struggle with losing weight uh, for PCOS for months, for years. I mean, yeah. losing three pounds in a month. That's and like a pound a week, yeah. basically. Exactly. That's so good. Excellent. Yeah. I mean, the goal is one to two pounds a week. So you're on it. You're really just red- revving your metabolic engine for yeah. like, the future, which, you know, weight loss isn't something that just happens immediately sometimes. Sometimes you have to improve your metabolism, get everything going, and then you start seeing the results. Yeah, I like that term, revving up the engine, because it starts off maybe a little slow, but then boom, you're going full speed. Exactly. Shall we do the poll? Oh, yeah. Lead the poll, yes. babe. We had a poll in the sisterhood. We asked our sisters, which mindset change has positively influenced your PCOS weight loss journey the most? 10% said embracing self-compassion and avoiding self-criticism. Mm-hmm. That's really helpful with your yeah. PCOS journey because if you're beating yourself up every step of the way, like how far are you really going to go? Mm-hmm. That's my life. I beat myself up mentally all the time. Yes. 12% say viewing these lifestyle changes as self-care. Yes. That's helpful. Yeah. It's self-care, not self-restricting, right? Exactly. Like if you're choosing to have less coffee... It doesn't mean that you're restricting yourself specifically. It mm-hmm. means you're caring for yourselves and your your cortisol hormone and you're treating yourself yeah, to maybe, a better day. Maybe you can make yourself a decaf, you know, shake, like ice, um, iced coffee, like something like that, you know? Yeah. 28% said focusing on all the small wins instead of just the number on the scale. That's great because now you're not like getting tripped over all the things that you didn't do and you're focusing on the little things that you did do. Yes. And then 50% said, knowing that this journey takes time and consistency and giving yourself grace along the way. Yes, that's, I mean, that's obviously 50% the top result because all of these things are true, but this is like one of the most important things is knowing that it takes consistency and time because it's not going to be done in one day or one month, one week. Like Rome wasn't built in a day, right? That's the same, right? Yeah. It's the same? Pa- yeah. In a day or? I think so. Okay. Patience is everything. If you want to win at life, at weight loss, at home renovations, whatever, patience is key because everything's not just going to happen when you want it to happen. You have to enjoy the process, make it a self-care treatment for yourself and, you know, give yourself grace when there are mistakes. Why don't we insert like little uh, renovation in the windows into this episode. Um, yeah. Yeah, you yeah. Are? Okay. I like <laughs> thought of that. <laughs> All right, well, let's get into the episode. So mindset changes and simple tips for PCOS weight loss. Let's do it. Yes. So we've talked so much on this podcast episode about PCOS weight loss methods, like discovering your PCOS type, your carb tolerance, switching out inflammatory foods, gluten and dairy, Um, doing PCOS friendly workouts, things like that. But today I thought we could dive into mindset changes and tips that helped me on my PCOS weight loss journey as well. 
Yeah. So we'll start with the mindset changes and then we'll go into the PCOS weight loss tips. Okay. So to kick us off for the five mindset changes, the first one is learning all you can about PCOS will empower you to make the right decisions for your body and to help you advocate for, for yourself. Yeah. So that means like learning about PCOS so that you're not lost and confused and you understand that when something doesn't work, why it might not work. You know, there there's a lot of complexity with insulin resistance. And for some people, some things work and for others, it doesn't. And when you learn about it, that will help you feel more empowered and less, you know, like beating yourself up because it didn't work out or yeah. whatever. You know, it could be your workouts. Some people do hit for insulin resistance and it's great. And then some people do it and it's terrible. And mm -hmm. why? Because maybe they have an adrenal issue and stress hormone issue. And knowing that is like key. Yeah. And so many uh, PCOS women feel guilty because their PCOS symptoms usually come in full swing after they gain weight, which would make people think that, oh, the weight gain caused the PCOS. But this is not true at all. Mm -hmm. Weight gain is a symptom of PCOS. And it's possible to reverse that symptom by addressing the root cause of your PCOS. Exactly. I mean, that's a key thing you need to know and like shift your mindset so that you're not like blaming yourself that you got PCOS because you gained weight. Yeah. Because I feel like doctors tell you that. Yeah. So the second, that was the first, the second mindset change for PCOS weight loss is it takes time to lose weight with PCOS and to reverse symptoms. Yes. So, I mean, I feel like we live in like this fast paced society. Of course, we, the digital age, we want everything at once. We don't want to wait one millisecond for the thing to load on the computer Everything has to be like quick. I feel like you're targeting me right now. No, but I feel like everyone feels this way. Even on phones, you know, if something's not loading in one second, I'm annoyed. Yeah. So, I mean, that's not how weight loss works, especially with PCOS. So that's a second mindset shift. You want to make sure that you realize this is a process. Mm -hmm. You might lose one pound a week for a month. You might lose zero pounds a week for a month. And then next month you start losing weight. It just is what it is. Yeah. All right. Our third mindset change is that small wins matter. You want to celebrate even the smallest achievements, whether it's weight loss or anything small, like, for example, sleeping better, losing less hair, feeling energized, building new habits, just being happier. These are all small wins that you should celebrate all the time because these small wins build up to your bigger goals. Mm -hmm. To be honest, like that's like one of the greatest things about the sisterhood community is because there's like a daily celebration happening. Yeah. Like every day, like it's a party. we party. Yeah, like every episode that we do, we do the Monday motivation, right? And we talk about these wins. Why? Because we want to motivate you. We want you to know that there are others just like you who are able to reverse their symptoms and feel better day to day. And these happen through these small, quote unquote, small wins that add up to really big wins over time. So just remember to celebrate yourself, put yourself around people who are there to support you, whether it's the Facebook group, whether it's Instagram, whether it's in real life with your friends, family, people will celebrate you if you, you know, um, celebrate those small wins with them too. Yeah. Sidak's been meditating every day. I feel like that's a small win. You yeah. know, it doesn't have to be weight loss. Like it could just be that one self-care act that you did and you feel like, oh, I did this for myself. Yeah. I'm trying to do like Monday through Friday. 
every week. I used to skip Wednesdays because I have therapy on Wednesdays. And I was like, okay, I have therapy. Like, same thing as meditating. Come on, give me a break. But now I'm like, you know what? I'm going to me- I'm gonna meditate even on those days. Mm-hmm. And just like do a five-day streak every single week. And, you know, it's been really helping, honestly. Yeah. It's been helping. I'll, not when Talion's attacking my character. <laughs> <laughs> okay, number four. Be open to trying new things. So when I first learned about gluten and dairy-free, I was like, this is hard. I'm in college. Who has the time for this? I remember crying to my sister over FaceTime while she was studying abroad. And I was like, oh, what am I going to eat? Like, why am I so sick? Like, what's wrong with my body? And it's like, just... If I could go back, I'd just be like, Talene, chill. Like, it's new, it's scary, but it's going to be really good. Mm -hmm. So, like, let's see what you can cook. Let's see what you can eat. Let's see how good you can feel. Like, focus on the positive, you know? Like, it's not all, like, scary and new and it was good. Yeah. Ten years later, look at me. You never know until you give it a try. Yeah. You know? And, like, and not just one try, but giving it a try for, like, a week. Mm -hmm. You know? Because at first, the first day, it feels like, ah, what is this? It's kind of like going sugar-free with, like, your drinks. Like, for example, if you have a tea or coffee or decaf, whatever works for you. And, like, you always put sugar. And when you don't put sugar, you're like, ah, this is nasty. Or, like, I don't like it. But then, trust me, if you just don't put sugar for, like, a week and just keep drinking it, you will eventually be like, I never want to put sugar in my coffee totally. ever again. And that's how I am. Like now when I have my decaf or like I have like a once a day, um, my morning coffee now, I don't put sugar. I used to when I was much younger, but then really? as you cut it out, like you, anyway, not to digress into a whole different subject, but you never want to put you it You would anymore. never do it now. Yeah. You're just not even used to it anymore. Yeah. What if you had an app for PCOS that could tell you what to eat, when to work out and how to track your goals every day? Introducing the Sisterhood app. Not only does the Sisterhood app give you access to the largest community of women with PCOS, but it also provides you with a daily PCOS plan. Your daily PCOS plan tells you exactly what to eat for each meal of the day. It's like having me as a dietitian in your pocket. It also sends you a notification when it's time to work out, and it provides step-by-step videos to help you reverse your biggest PCOS symptoms. You also get access to 100-plus gluten and dairy-free recipes, the 5 Steps to PCOS Weight Loss Masterclass, and a full PCOS-friendly workout library to choose from. But let's not forget the most crucial component of PCOS weight loss, the support. You're not alone. In the sisterhood, you become part of the largest community of PCOS women where you can chat with us in our private Facebook group. Sirak, myself, and your fellow sisters are in there every day to answer your questions and support you along the way. So what are you waiting for? You can head over to the App Store and search Sisterhood or click the link in the description to get started today. See you in there. Okay, so number five, setbacks happen and it's okay. Once you can accept that, you're good. People just want to give up with the second something happens that like, oh, I failed, I've eaten gluten, I've eaten dairy, or I missed my workout, or I binged on sugar. Like that doesn't mean you failed. That is just part of the process. Life is long. PCOS is forever. You know, why give up right now? Like it's okay. Today, Maybe it sucked. Now, we don't have to wait till tomorrow. Starting this very second, we can turn this ship around. You know what's interesting? Because you said PCOS is forever. 
but um, they say like PCOS affects women who are in their reproductive age. Mm-hmm. So does that mean like, let's say when you're not in your reproductive age, would you still have PCOS or would it be gone or would it be less? Like, I'm so curious. Or do doctors not care about it anymore because you're no longer trying to get oh. pregnant? Like, I'm curious. So they say that it's in your reproductive age because that's when you figure out that you have it. Oh, I see. That's the most common in that age. But after your reproductive age, if you didn't manage your PCOS during the reproductive years, it can snowball into diabetes later. Oh, okay, okay, okay. And then That's a good point. who like your menopause, this, that, like that can be a lot worse than necessary, you know, and heart disease and you know, I don't want to say cancer, but like you know how all those yeah, studies show that these things risks. like snowball if you don't manage them. Yeah. So yeah, absolutely. I, I never want to say cancer because I don't want to scare anyone. Yeah. But like it's that's what the studies show. And so it's, it's not that like, oh, if you have PCOS, XYZ will, will happen. happen. No, it's more like you have an increased chance yeah. of XYZ happening. So, again, not to scare anybody, but these are just we want you to know so that you're aware. And um, it's hard to kind of, you know, we, we don't want to sugarcoat things. We want you to yeah. know as straight. This is not like something you want to take lightly and just like kind of not care about and just suffer later. So now that we we went through the five mindset changes and we Mm -hmm. hope that sisters that that are listening, that maybe you're able to incorporate some of these mindset changes today, tomorrow and or slowly. And now that with that done, you can incorporate these 10 simple PCOS weight loss tips. When I say simple um, of course, some of these might be a little bit more difficult than others, but keep in mind that it's one day at a time. Like You don't have to do all 10 of these things starting today or at all at once. You could do two or three or one out of these 10 things starting tomorrow and then incorporate mm-hmm. every other thing maybe slowly, like every week, you know? So take your time. Exactly. So the first tip is, of course, switch out those inflammatory foods and try going gluten and dairy-free. If you have PCOS, it's an inflammatory condition and you want to do the best you can to reduce inflammation because autoimmune inflammatory conditions, they happen in groups. So if you have PCOS, you're more likely to have hypothyroid, lupus, like things like that. So you want to reduce your inflammatory response as much as possible. And sometimes going gluten and dairy free is really helpful. Yeah, and the reason why inflammation is really important is because it affects some some of the most common PCOS symptoms. For example, fatigue, bloating, brain fog. All of these are a lot of times caused by the foods that we eat. For example, every time you eat gluten, I mean, we t- we talk about the science so many times, but I'm sure we have new listeners. We should probably talk about yeah. it again. So, can you explain, but you do such a better job explaining. No, you do a about great the gliadin protein. I feel like you do a great job, but I can jump in. Basically, anytime you eat gluten. Your body releases this gliadin protein, which essentially controls your intestinal wall. So when this gliadin protein gets, it's gliadin, right? It's zonulin, but gliadin protein gets through. Ah, see, this is why you you do it so well. Okay, so every time you eat gluten, uh, your your body releases zonulin, and zonulin regulates the intestinal wall. And what happens when this zonulin gets activated is your intestinal wall can open up, causing food particles bacteria the glu- gliadin gliadin the pl- to gluten. come through the uh, the blood barrier basically from your gut to go into your blood and that's where your body sees this as a foreign object and literally says attack 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 essentially causing inflammation that's what inflammation is so anytime you've eaten gluten if you felt bloated tired or brain fog afterwards then 
that's a sign that you may be sensitive to gluten and you may want to try taking it out of your diet slowly. Yeah, everyone has that response, but some people have that response more severely than others and yeah. they can't like detox the gliadin as well. And, you know, and so then that leads to those symptoms that Sirak mentioned. Yeah. And also um, limiting gluten can help with improving your metabolism. So there's a hormone called the leptin hormone and the leptin hormone is kind of known as like a fat thermostat. What it does is it looks at the fat in your bloodstream and it regulates your metabolism and your appetite accordingly. If you have like fat in your blood, that means your body's like, okay, we've, we have food, let's, let's not increase our appetite. Let's tell the body that we're full. But when, you, when you're eating gluten, it can actually affect your leptin hormone and cause it to be desensitized. So now it can't know whether you're hungry or sorry, whether you have enough fat in your bloodstream or not. And essentially tells you or doesn't tell you to stop eating or to stop being full. So that's where cravings really come into place. Yeah, I, I've had um, a patient with PCOS when I did one-on-one -on -one coaching and she was addicted to gluten and when she cut it out she her symptoms she felt so much better yeah um and that that draw towards the bread and the cravings it was just it was crazy like how she felt addicted to it and yeah. the same thing goes for dairy dairy has a protein called casein in it casein turns to casomorphine and it plays on your uh brain's uh receptors just like drugs and it makes you feel addicted to dairy there's like articles about it in the la times oh, there's yeah. articles about Time it magazine. there's like studies it can be as addicting as um drugs and so yeah. yeah that's the thing and so casein is very inflammatory as well so it's tough you yeah. know cutting out dairy especially if you love it so much you can't even imagine cutting it out because it's just part of your diet a staple in your diet but it gets easier because you stop being so addicted to it when you slowly cut it down and replace it with like a healthy fat like avocado. Yeah. Hummus. And dairy products also contain an insulin-like growth factor called IGF-1, which also raises insulin levels, which is the last thing you want when you have insulin resistance with PCOS. These are some factors to keep in mind. Again, we don't come on here and, and say everybody with PCOS should avoid gluten and dairy. We feel that a lot of PCOS women would benefit from going gluten and dairy, like Italian has gone gluten dairy-free many years ago and basically never has it except for a couple bites here and there. But essentially, like anytime she does have a bite of dairy, like her acne comes back or, you know, mm -hmm. it just like kind of like wreaks havoc for just a moment. not worth it. Yeah. So if you, if you don't know where to start though, if you want to try it and see if you're sensitive, you can start with replacing gluten first because it's, it's a little bit easier than dairy. And it doesn't mean like throughout everything. You can just like start adding some things into your pantry and slowly replace some of the things that you want to replace it with. But yeah, I think we should move on to tip number two. We spent a lot Let's of time on it. tip number one. Yeah. So number two, tip number two, eating more protein. Okay, protein, you hear me say 35 grams of protein in the morning. This is to stabilize your blood sugar and to make sure that you're not going to have like unnecessary cravings throughout the day because you had protein, which is slowly broken down into your bloodstream, whereas like sugar is quickly broken down into your bloodstream, making your blood sugar go up and then drop and you're fatigued again and then you crave more food. So 
Protein, protein, protein. There was actually a study done in the American Journal of Clinical Nutrition that investigated the effects of protein on insulin sensitivity. And the study found that high protein improved insulin sensitivity and glucose metabolism compared to people who didn't eat a lot of protein. Makes so much sense. It makes so much sense. I mean, every time I have a high protein breakfast, my cravings until lunch are like so so much less. I'm like so much more stable. Yeah. Emotionally too. Yeah. All right. Tip number three is regular meals. Now, what this means is avoiding skipping meals, especially breakfast. So you want to eat at consistent intervals to stabilize your blood sugar levels and reduce insulin resistance. Let's say if you're on a busy schedule, you're not able to prep ahead of time, you're skipping breakfast, you're skipping lunch, things like that, your insulin is going to be all over the place. You're going to be, you're going to have very low blood sugar and you're going to be very hungry by the time you eat. And it's going to be hard to kind of, what is it called? Regulate your hunger. Regulate your hunger. I was trying to think of quenching your hunger or something, right? So it's going to be, it's going to make it really hard to um, eat consistently that way. Plus, like if you starve all day and then eat a huge meal at night, your blood sugar goes up and your body releases all of this insulin. And then your insulin remains high for longer than necessary after you eat. And then you want to eat cookies after dinner and then the snacks come out. And I mean, that is what happens when you starve yourself all day. Mm -hmm. So I'm glad we covered this one. Yeah. Tip number four. Tip number four is avoiding sugary drinks. Now, this honestly will will have one of the biggest impacts to losing weight with PCOS, honestly. Yeah. If you're drinking sugary drinks. Yeah. Like cutting out. Listen up. Yeah. I mean, you could cut it out or limit it at least. So like, for Mm -hmm. example, beverages like sodas, like Coca-Cola, Pepsi, like all that kind of stuff, juices, sweetened coffee or teas, like just removing that sugar from your coffee or tea will make the biggest difference. And we're not saying that like you should never have Coke or you should never have Pepsi. Like these are obviously, I mean, we don't personally have it, but that's not because like we judge people who do. It's just more so like we choose not to have it. We just don't want to drink that stuff. But if you do, just try to limit it if you can. Mm -hmm. Um, there has to be room for you to enjoy your life like everything doesn't have to be perfect if you like coca-cola you know maybe you can limit it and still enjoy it and that's not to say like we're miserable either like we have alternatives like for example yeah we sometimes we'll be drinking kombucha with dinner or something like kombucha is a little bit sweeter we wouldn't recommend it to drink it all day because it still has like natural sugars in there Mm -hmm. but of course there's other um, there is that spindrift. Spindrift is like a is like a flavored, naturally flavored. Um, uh, what is it called? A carbonated water. Yeah, right? like just a squeeze of lemon or a drop of like whatever juice of the yeah. fruit. I mean, I love it. It's low in sugar. I also really love kombucha, but it does have a lot of sugar in one serving. So what I do is pour a little bit in my cup, add some water, add some ice. And it's like sweet water, you know, and that way I'm only getting a couple grams of sugar and it's not like the whole bottle. One bottle lasts us a long time. Oh, yeah, it does. Like days. And just a minor comment too, like we wouldn't say to swap out your, you know, sodas for diet sodas either. Because one, the diet sodas have these artificial sweeteners. A lot of them have like, we all know like Diet Coke and those kinds of stuff have like aspartame and these really bad um, artificial sweeteners that has been shown in a lot of studies now that they can cause other diseases so we wouldn't recommend them and, and and just in general like using sweeteners as a replacement isn't always the best for insulin resistance your gut health you want to just 
not depend on them either. All right, tip number five is regular movement. So this is one that might take a while to get your body used to. I know for me, like lifting weights was something I did like twice a week and then for a while, you know, for like a year. And then I did it three times a week and now I do it four times a week. And like I thought my movement level was good. And over time, I was like, well, maybe I'll try this too. And I'll try that too. And one more workout going on daily walks. And now my movement is like another level from like four years ago or five years ago. So, I mean, keep in mind, it's not something that like you should expect yourself to just like, because it's a lot. Like if you're going from barely any movement throughout the day, you're sitting at your desk working to working out, lifting weights four times a week, walking 30 minutes a day. Like that's a huge transition. I personally couldn't do that and then expect myself to stick to it for the rest of my life. Like I had to graduate from like lifting weights to lifting more weights, mm-hmm. to lifting heavier weights, to walking more, blah, blah, blah. And then I came to this point. Yeah, I think consistency and doing something every day is really key. It doesn't mean working out every single day. So if let's say you work out Monday, Wednesday, Friday, great schedule for uh, doing weight training. Maybe Tuesday, Thursday, and the weekend, you do some active movements, going on a hike. You know, Maybe on the weekend, you go to a museum. You're going to walk all around the museum. That's, that's already, boom, you did two things at once. You enjoyed yeah. your day, and you did some activity. Just going on a walk after your meals, another great way to keep that consistency going. So yeah, this is a great, great tip. Mm-hmm. Tip number six, stress management. Okay, so I feel like we covered this in the intro of this podcast episode. That's true. And I just want to reiterate once again. Yeah, I hope this helps everyone. I want to reiterate once again that managing your stress and your thought, doing the thought work, whether it's from journaling, therapy, meditation, breath work, anything to like control your mindset can actually help your cortisol hormones so much. I think it's so important. I don't even think, I know it's so important because when you have stress hormone dysregulation, your adrenal glands that like sit on top of your kidneys, they produce all these stress hormones and they just like shunt all their energy to producing stress hormones instead of the hormones necessary for ovulation, for your period. Think of it this way, like if you're, body thinks you're in danger and there's chronically negative thoughts or chronically like just yeah chronically negative thoughts you're not going to be in a biological position to ovulate and have a baby or like you know or I mean you can still I'm not saying you can't have a baby but I'm just saying your body is not like in its prime to like Mm -hmm. create that egg or have a regular period because your blood sugar is everywhere, your stress hormones everywhere, and that's going to affect your fertility. That's going to affect your weight loss, your metabolism. Yeah, You know, your body's going to hold on to all this fat because it's like surviving the stress so that you can flee the famine or warfare. You know what I mean? Like back in the day, it was a survival yeah. mechanism, but now it's like this chronic like, dun, 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 like stress, yeah. stress, 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 and we don't go out in nature and calm down, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And there's a lot of ways to relieve stress. Of course, the best way is to kind of stop the root causes of your stress, of course. But there are ways to like just make things better. Like, for example, we talked about meditation, uh, doing acupuncture, doing some sort of a hobby like gardening, reading. Therapy is all, is all really, really, really good. And speaking of, we're doing a self-care challenge, actually, in the Sisterhood, starting on August 1st until August 15th. Yeah. So the self-care challenge will be all about essentially... 
you know, focusing on yourself, reducing stress, and just, you know, giving yourself grace with PCOS. So with the self-care challenge, there's like about 15 different activities you can do. Of course, you don't do all of them every single day, but essentially like the challenge is to do one of those 15 activities in those first two weeks until August 15th. And yeah, it's gonna be really fun. So if you wanna join that and be part of it, highly encourage you um, to check it out. It's the link in bio for the sisterhood. Yay. Yay. I'm excited. Tip number seven, sleeping well. Sirak, yes. you have been the sleep master lately with well, your whoop and checking on like how much sleep you're getting and sleeping early. I mean, like I don't sleep that early. I sleep at like around 11, 11.30ish, which is earlier for me. Because the, the the reason I got the whoop, because I knew like my sleeping habits weren't that good. I would sleep maybe around like, I don't know, like 12-ish, 12.30ish and wake up at like 7. And like, although that's not that bad, I needed to kind of increase my sleep. So like the whoop basically told me like, hey, your sleep's not good because it tracks all of it. And now I sleep at like 11-ish, which has made a big difference. But yeah, so essentially... Sleep is crucial, especially for insulin resistance. They say one, research has shown that one bad night of sleep can actually, I forgot the percentage, but it makes a significant impact on how your blood sugar is stabilized the next day. So meaning if you get one night of bad sleep, the next day you're going to have increased cravings and not able to manage your blood sugar levels consistently. So it's so important and also important for adrenal fatigue I mean, yeah, everything we talked well about. Well done. Yeah. <laughs> Moving on to tip number eight. Swap out caffeine for spearmint tea. Wait, hold on. We didn't say what things to do for oh. sleeping well. Oh, so, for example, turning off your screens. after. Turn off those screens. Yeah, seriously. like after nine or ten, just turn that screen off. Watching the sunset. This is actually a real thing that happens when, when your body, when your eyes watch the sunset. There's a special color in the sunset. It's like this orangey color, right? Mm -hmm. The sun rays. Yeah, the sun rays. Special color. Your body actually recognizes that and knows that that's the sun going down. And then that in turn releases more melatonin in your body and helps you relax. This is a real thing. We're we're not making this up. So Mm -hmm. I know it's not easy to watch the sunset every single day. But if you can... Just go outside. Yeah, to watch the sunset. Yeah. Those rays are still in the sky. Yeah. It's so hard to do that, though. But, like, imagine the ideal evening of watching the sunset and then, you know, going inside, not turning the TV on, reading a book instead, taking a bath, playing with your dog, and then, like, going to sleep. Like, yeah. it's so hard to do that. Yeah. But it's so good when you do it. Yeah. All right. Tip number eight. Swapping out caffeine for spearmint tea. So, again... You know, when you feel restricted, like, oh, I can't have any coffee. This sucks. Like, you want to replace it with something so you don't feel like you've been deprived. So swapping out caffeine with spearmint tea is the most helpful. You can swap it out for decaf coffee instead, too. But spearmint tea helps reduce testosterone. So that's why I say that. Yeah, I think OG listeners know my caffeine history Mm -hmm. where I used to drink so much coffee. And then I went through basically cut, cut out caffeine for about six to 12 months. And in that process, I, I, I had a whole method of how I cut it out and it, it worked really well. And that essentially reset my system, my system that depended on caffeine. It reset it. And now I just have one cup of coffee in the morning, which is OK for me because it just it does a good spike of cortisol in the morning because you're supposed to have a cortisol spike in the morning when you wake up. That's when your cortisol is supposed to be high. high. So 
I don't feel any stress from that one cup of coffee. So if anyone wants to know about that, by the way, we can do a whole episode on how I cut out caffeine and how I eventually put it back into my routine. Let us know. We'll do a whole episode on it. The reason why we haven't done it so is because like I don't have PCOS. So I don't know if people want to hear my story of how I did it. But if that's interesting caffeine to you, let caffeine. me know. Yeah, it would be an interesting episode because so many people struggle with cutting out caffeine. It's really hard. Yeah. All right. Tip number nine, find a supportive doctor. They're out there. I promise. I mean, it's going to be hard. Maybe, maybe like the first few will be really negative and make you feel like PCOS is all your fault and there's nothing you can do. Or they'll say you're fine. Your lab looks fine. You're fine. But, you know, keep investigating your health. And just so you know, Dr. Phyllis Gersh, who wrote PCOS SOS, I do believe she works virtually and you can do a virtual appointment with her. She's so good. She will sit there for an entire hour going through your entire like reproductive history, your menstrual history, everything in terms of your period and hormone health. And then she will like tell you active tips of like how you can improve it. And honestly, I had one appointment with her back in the day. I didn't go back because I was like, Oh my God. She said a lot. Like she said a lot of tips. Like she like downloaded the book to me in that one hour (laughs) appointment. And I was so overwhelmed, but I applied everything she said, took me time, took me a few years. And then I went back and I was like, Hey, I'm fine. Thank you. (laughs) So she's great. That's the thing, right? We talked about it earlier and uh, essentially, yeah, like taking, taking your time. Because if you do find a really good doctor and they give you all this information, it's impossible to do it all at once. It's too much. And also, like, keep investigating. Keep going for different opinions. Like, don't just take no for an answer. Don't take a lazy response from a doctor as your final answer. Like, there are great doctors out there. We have them all the time on our podcast. In fact, go through our feed. You'll find Dr. Phyllis Gersh. Listen to that episode. We actually have, I think, two or three episodes with her. Listen to that episode and see if you like her. And then afterwards, you can contact her office. She does virtual visits. She does in-person visits. She's in um, Orange County, California. And you'll be amazed at how many great doctors there are. And, like, there are other doctors that we've interviewed on the podcast as well. And these are all people that we've, like, vetted. And we know, like, their practices. And we know that they're a good representation for doctors out there. Tip number 10, last but not least, seek a supportive community. I cannot tell you how important it is to surround yourself with people who understand what you're going through about PCOS management, weight loss, all these obstacles that you face. That's why we created the sisterhood and you can join that supportive community and everyone will chime in on your comments and experiences and share their own so that you don't feel alone. And it's really different than any other community because it's you know, I'm in there, Sirax in there. Mm-hmm. It's positive. It's like a party all the time. People celebrating small wins because people have tools. The to- Like everything that we talked about in this episode is in our app, like a tool for you to help you. And people talk about how they're applying it and what progress they're seeing instead of feeling lost and confused, which is like really yeah. common in those groups. Yeah, absolutely. And it doesn't have to be also online. It could be seeking support from your friends, from your family, and it could just be from like also like on Instagram. Like if you go to our account, you'll notice like all of our posts have these amazing comments or people asking each other questions, people talking to each other. So you can always like engage there as well. But of course, yeah, like 
The Facebook group that we have is the ultimate place. It's the largest community of PCOS women in the world. And for a good reason. It's because people come, they see how amazing it is, and they don't want to leave. And that's a testament to all the sisters who have cultivated this amazing like culture, amazing uh, atmosphere in there. So we were thankful for them. And yeah, we're always in there. We'll probably be going on there after this to answer questions and um, helping sisters out. So highly recommend to check that out. All right. We covered all 10 tips. Yeah. It's a long episode, huh? It was. Longer than we anticipated, but I feel like I like longer episodes. When I listen to a podcast, I like to like just really Im- like emerge myself in there. Just listen. Maybe I'll pause. I'll listen again later. Immerse. Not immerse. See, I'm, yeah. so, I'm just... It's okay. It's my third language, it's guys. All right. I'm sorry. Everyone understands. Forgive me. It's fine. Yeah, I like a long episode because then like if you're on a walk, you're like, oh, I'm not going to stop till the episode's done. And then come 45 minutes, you're like, dang, I walked 45 minutes. Yeah. It also gives us time to like banter about tips and like just go into full detail because if we're like limiting ourselves to 30 minutes we're like going fast we can't give you all the information the details so this kind of gives us more thing yeah and we get to air out our dirty laundry that too like Tallinn. we'll keep you posted yeah next week we'll record another episode and Mm -hmm. that will be after one of our design meetings with the contractors contractors. yeah yeah that's gonna be fun we'll probably know at that point what we're gonna do but yeah, like stay tuned with us. We'll do some fun Instagram stories. If you don't follow us on Instagram, we're at PCOS.WeightLoss. There's a link in the description to all of our social media channels. You can follow us all over there and leave your feedback. And yeah, let's, let us know what you think we should do about the house. Like we're going to be sharing some fun stories about like whether we should use this paint or that paint, whether we should be using this brick. wood or brick. Yeah, it's going to be fun. Yay. Stay tuned, sisters. Yes. But thank you so much for listening. We appreciate all of you. And we'll see you next week. Talk to you soon. Take care. Bye. Word of mouth is our absolute best friend here at PCOS Weight Loss. So if there's someone that you know that you think might enjoy this podcast, go ahead and share it with them. And if you don't mind, go ahead and rate and review the podcast on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you're listening to the podcast. It really helps more than you think. Thank you so much for listening and being part of the Sisterhood community. Talk to you next time.